Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in week 16 of the NFL. We got some college bowl games that suck, but we'll get into the ones that matter <laughs> here on the show. As I glance on the uh, the chat over here, I'm seeing Rich O's just beautiful mug over there in L.A. right now. What's yeah. going on there, Rich? Well, got family in L.A., so I'm at the Fox Sports Radio Studios live. Uh, we are... Uh, we are uh, doing the holiday thing, man. You got to make the trek. You got to uh, give the hugs and hand the presents out in person, and then we'll make our way back down to the homestead. But yeah, having uh, having a little Christmas party atmosphere up here in LA today. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Very nice there. Uh, is it uh, festive over there with you and Jackpot there, huh? Jared? Uh, jackpot by festive you mean it's it's nap time because he just had his breakfast so he'll be out for at least the first hour of the show got be nice and quiet <laughs> usually it's still dark here on the west coast that's a that's a strong nap right there strong oh, nap right he's there. a professional nap yeah people uh let's dive right into the nfl we've got a double header today and the first game up is the Bengals against the reeling Steelers here. And the Steelers, they are three-point home underdogs. Mason Rudolph gets the start. Mitch Trubisky has been benched. It was rough the last couple of weeks with Mitch as the starter filling in for an injured Kenny Pickett. What are you guys thinking today with Mason Rudolph going up against a Bengals team that's been really good as of late, but just when you think it's... It's too good to be true or too easy. There's a little old tap on the shoulder, little reminder that the Bengals got worked pretty good in Cincinnati earlier this season when these two teams faced each other. And that was the first time in 59 games that the Steelers reached 400 yards of total offense. So with that in mind, does that affect how you handicap this game at all going in today. Yes, it does. But at the same token, um, you have to look at the current spot both these teams are in because they're different teams than they were when they faced each other. Um, When you look at the Steelers, obviously heading into this game with your third-string quarterback, uh, his first opportunity to start this season is not an admirable position to be in. And you could have said the same things about about the Cincinnati Bengals earlier in the year when Browning took over for Burrow, 
but he's proven through three straight wins to have kept the wheels on, if not at times impressed. So the Bengals really at eight and six with playoff hopes very much alive uh, have a, a completely different feel to them than the Pittsburgh Steelers right now who feel like they're hurtling towards mediocrity in terms of their final record. Maybe with a little luck they can make a playoff push. Actually, a lot of luck they can make a playoff push. But it definitely feels like luck is on the side of the Cincinnati Bengals because what they've put together is a more than impressive season defensively for some of the injuries that they faced on that side of the ball this season. And then from an offensive standpoint, especially how bad this team looked with an injured Joe Burrow to start the season, the fact that Browning has looked so good at quarterback means that the gap between he and Joe Burrow is much smaller than we initially thought. He's Ooh. he's he's kept the wheels on in a I mean to to the point where it, it gives you pause and you say, Hey, Zach Taylor's a hell of a coach. Like either that or they've got a special player on the bench behind Joe Burrow. So it's one or the other, and we're not sure which side of the coin that's gonna land on yet. I like Jake. I think Jake fits and I've been asked this question a couple times if if he can continue to play up to the level that he has? I think the answer is yes, because he fits the system that Cincinnati's trying to run, which is doesn't try to do too much. He understands the offense, and the Bengals have a ton of weapons. Now, those weapons are a little bit depleted today. No Jamar Chase, but the Steelers are missing basically everyone um, at the free safety position. I think they're down to Patrick oh. Peterson at free safety today. Um, so we'll see what the, what the, what the secondary looks like. Um, for the Steelers, no Minka Fitzpatrick, even the backup at free safety is uh, injured today. But no Jamar Chase for the Bengals. So it's kind of, you know, you take a big piece of the, you know, big chess piece off the board there. And we'll see um, how both teams adjust. Joey Porter's probably going to see a lot of uh, T. Higgins. And he did a good job last week. Um, uh, you know, I think overall Porter's been, been, been a pretty good player this year. Numbers kind of getting close to three. And I think that's where I, I depart Cincinnativille here. I, I bet since the early in the week um, and the number has agreed with it so far. But I think now that we kind of hit three, eh, I'm a little bit uh, uh, hesitant to lay a, fee- a full field goal on the road with the Bengals here, but um, they obviously have the, the 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 check marks in their favor today with the matchup and you know the momentum. And I thought last week was kind of the week that Pittsburgh was going to bounce back, right? Coming off of uh, two bad losses to two bad teams, facing the Colts. Um, you know, fast track. You would hope to get the offense going. It didn't. They scored 13 points. They got blown out, and 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 that game was really never close. So this is the season. Um, we'll see what kind of starch, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin can cook up. We'll see if this is one of those you know games where he cooks up one of those magical recipes to get this team motivated. But this is a tough spot today. I think this Bengals team's looking pretty uh, pretty healthy the last couple weeks. Well, I think that what you've seen from both teams is the opposite of what you would think. At least a lot of people would fall into that uh, category here where you look at Joe Burrow going down, you say, oh, well, they're cooked. Well, they've won three in a row. <laughs> and then you look yeah. at the Steelers on the flip side. The Steelers were 7-4, and four, and at the time it seemed like, well, it's going to be another winning record, another winning season for Mike Tomlin. That's all he does. And they've lost their last three games. And their last three losses, my Lord, Two home losses to the Cardinals and Patriots, who combined still only have six wins on the season. 
That's who the Steelers lost to in back-to-back weeks. And then last week against the Colts, the Steelers block a punt. They're up 13-0. Okay, let's go. They give up 30 unanswered points to Gardner Minshew and company. Michael Pittman Jr. didn't even finish the game. He got knocked out because of a of a hit. It was a, a poor pass by Minshew and a, a dirty hit. And Demonte Casey is suspended for the rest of the season. But that's what stands out to me. The Bengals and the Steelers, it, it's just a reminder of how long the season is. And just when you think, oh, okay, this is about to happen, sometimes in the NFL the opposite happens. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And, and I think that's been a... A hallmark of this season is just when you start getting comfortable with some of the teams you're familiar with in the wild card chase or leading their division in some of these tighter divisions, um, something major shifts. You either have a key injury at a key position or a team all of a sudden just starts playing poorly and or they get caught by better competition how many teams this season have we seen struggle against the better competition on their schedule but when they're playing the softer you know sub 500 teams they look like world beaters that's been a that's been a theme this season as well i i think what we're seeing across the nfl is the better coached teams who've had healthy uh quarterbacks who were you know top half qu- quarterbacks to begin with you're starting to see the separation there. But that's few and far between with all the quarterback injuries we've seen. And frankly, a dearth of good coaching at times this season in terms of continuity on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of new coordinators, a lot of quarterbacks working with new coordinators this year, and I think that has had an effect overall in the season. But steering it back towards this game, this matchup, AFC South, um, the reason why this spread is as tight as it is is because I think you got to give a tremendous amount of respect to Mike Tomlin, who, I, I look, inexplicably, he's been over 500 for years or for the entirety of his career. However, I, I there's this growing drumbeat in the background, and yeah. I'm curious what you guys think about this, that that people are like, hey, look, is the goal to be above 500 or no. is the goal to win Super Bowls? Yes. And I get it. And I get that frustration from, from Pittsburgh fans. Like, it used to be, well, at least we have Mike Tomlin, and now it's like, Geez, well, with Mike Tomlin, we're not going to lose more games than we win. But at the end of the season, if that doesn't get us a tournament berth, what is it all for? I mean, honestly, being 9-8 and eight is cool as long as you sneak into the wild card or potentially lead a weak division. Otherwise, you don't have any chance to make a run at a championship. So... I don't think a lot of people in Pittsburgh, or I should say a lot of the fan base in Pittsburgh, are as impressed with that stat than the national media. Yeah, and let's be honest, guys. Even though they have made the playoffs the last few years, it's not exactly been pretty. I mean, they've had some really, it's been like luck box seasons. Um, you know, they had a couple of really nice winning seasons during that stretch where they were 12, you know, 12, 13 wins, but they, they always fall short. Um, and they haven't been back to the Super Bowl in what it's been something like 2010 or something like that. I, it's been a while. Um, so it, this is, I don't want to say this is like the year that Mike Tomlin, you know, finally gets derailed as, as coach. Cause I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes there in Pittsburgh. They're one of the more buttoned up franchises with a lot of this stuff that, you know, it's, 
I, I don't think they're going to just fire Mike because he goes eight and nine this year instead of nine and eight. Like it, even if they go nine and eight and they miss the playoffs, which is very, po- very possible, by the way, based on the way the AFC is. And, and I'll be honest, look at their schedule down the stretch. They're a home dog this week. And then the last two weeks, they're at Seattle and at Baltimore. And we'll see what Baltimore has to play for in week 18. They might be resting people, but I think the odds of them going under 500 this year are definitely above a coin flip, especially if they lose today. I think, frankly, it's it's the, the, the 500 dream is over if they lose today. I don't think they're losing. But I don't think they're winning both those games on the road the last two weeks. So this is I, I thought last week was the season. I, I thought last week was the line in the sand game. You come off of two games and all I heard the whole week was. A team has never lost back-to-back games against a team eight was eight under five hundred. It was like some kind of crazy stat, like of of terrible teams, you know, beating a good team at this stage of the season. It's never happened back-to-back weeks, and then they followed that up with a stinker in Indy, and it just. I don't know if there's anything Mike can do. Like, he can't go out there and play quarterback, right? Like, they're on their third quarterback this year, and frankly, none of them have been over overly excitable. So... This is a this is one of those games where if it's if it's a struggle early and that Bengals defense is is playing tough against against Mason Rudolph and making his life hard, I don't know what's left in the tank with Pittsburgh here. We're gonna find out a lot. What's you know what the, if 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 Mike's got any aces left up his sleeve? Yeah, it's listen, man. The uh, the narrative as I have LeBron flashbacks, right? The yeah. narrative about Mike Tomlin is is pretty negative right now. I think overly negative. Because I'll hear some stuff. What you said, Rich, is totally fair. Like, it's not good enough just to have a winning record. we got to do damage come playoff time. I think that's completely fair. But the other stuff I hear is, hey, maybe uh, it's time for Tomlin to go. It's like, this is his first losing, maybe his first losing season in a decade and a half. You know, we're ready to run him out of town. It's ridiculous. Like, they don't have a quarterback. Like we got Big Ben talking about maybe they lost all the Steeler tradition. They don't have a quarterback. It's not as if they have a guy and Tomlin's just lost his fastball. You know what I mean? Like I hear this stuff with Belichick also. We act like Belichick has a QB. They don't. They've got the two-headed man monster of Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Who do the Steelers have? Kenny Pickett, Mitch, and Mason? Yeah. What do you want to do with that? Like, really? Come on. I think they fired their OC this year. It was a rough year for them. Right. I think sometimes we're unrealistic with what we've gotten repeatedly, and then when we don't get that again, and again, it's just a possibility they have a losing record, a lot of times we overreact, and that's where I think we are big picture. Now, if you zoom in, what's interesting about this matchup, you have to go back to November 26th. Almost a month ago, that was the Steelers' last win. It was against the Bengals. Yeah, and it, it was the same if they game. Ended it today. Yeah, the last loss for the Bengals was against the Steelers. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, kind of strange how that works. Out. Yeah, yeah, like both both ends of uh, both ends of this uh, this the it's it, it here here's the I guess my final thoughts on Mike Tomlin is is he Mike Tomlin reminds me of a boxer with an iron chin, but it's getting late in his career and you know he's not going to contend for a belt anymore, right? Oh, man. You love him. You love him. You've watched him win those title fights and be in those those big rounds, and you root for him. But the truth is, does he still have that secret sauce, that knockout stuff? And the answer is probably not. But he's going to go – he's going to go – he's going to take you into deep water. He's going to yeah. go into the late rounds with you. 
I just don't know if I trust him in a title bout any longer. And then the other side of this from the fan base perspective, and I know, look, fans overreact, and that is their job because that's part of the fun of being a fan. But you mentioned, has he lost his fastball? Well, it's odd you use that because it's uh, it's he, or I should say, the Steelers have the exact same number of playoff victories as the Pittsburgh Pirates over the past decade. That's a great stat, by the way. Three. Yeah, but they play series. Throw that stat out of the <laughs> There you go. Probably all in one there season that the Pirates won. There. I'm sure all the Pittsburgh fans really appreciate that stat today, especially considering we even got a Pittsburgh Pirates reference in the show. Yeah, I mean, our crack research team yeah. in, the, in the background. I, I mean, listen, guys, this is I, I think it, I think I feel comfortable saying two things. I think I feel comfortable saying that the Steelers winning record streak will come to an end this year. If especially if they lose today, it's done. If they win today, I think they got a fighter's chance back to back to Rich's reference there. Um, but if they if they lose today, they're not going on the road the last two weeks and winning at Seattle and at Baltimore. And I think the, the Ravens are losing to the Niners this week, which means Baltimore is going to probably have to win out. They're definitely going to have to beat Miami next week and probably going to have to win in Week 18 in order to get the number one seed. So I don't think Pittsburgh's going to get a freebie, a bingo, free bingo square there in Week 18 if Baltimore rests Lamar Jackson. But it, on, on the other side, for Cincinnati, I mean, let's be honest. If they win this game today, they've got nine wins, and they're looking like a playoff team, I guess, with Jake Browning. I mean, they they go to Kansas City next week, and and that's no picnic, of course, especially with the Steeler or the uh, the, the the Chiefs uh, always wanting to stick it to Cincy, based off of that the the Super Bowl uh, run a couple years ago, and then you get Cleveland at home in the final week of the year when you're facing Joe Flacco, probably. So, it uh, you can say that this is a game that's going to kind of put the Bengals back onto the perch into the AAC playoffs and that'll remove the Steelers today. This is a very, this is a swing game if Cincinnati wins today. And I think it removes Pittsburgh and it really puts Cincinnati in a good spot to to somehow without Joe Burrow make the playoffs, which you say it would be really cool if Mike Tomlin could figure out a way to get into the postseason for Lou Anarumo and for Zach Taylor and this coaching staff to figure out a way to get this Bengals team into the postseason after all the adversity they fought through early in the year. Pretty impressive stuff. Hey, BetMGM has all the action for every sports fan. Whether you love to wager on game-winning touchdowns, home runs, buzzer beaters, or overtime goals, there's never been a better time to sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer. That's up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com and use code COUNTDOWN. Sign up and deposit at least $10, place your first wager, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that bet loses, that's code countdown in the Bet MGM app. We are off and running. We've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American, live in L.A. today. Sherman Oaks, if you want to be technical. We've <laughs> <laughs> got uh, Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian Nell. Coming up next, we got seven bowl games today. And, man, they are stinky. Yes. You hear this in gambling, like you got to hold your nose, plug your nose, and just bet. That's what I think you have to do with this bowl slate. It's just plug your nose and just start watching ball. You know what I mean? But uh, we'll get to a couple of the matchups later this week that are a little bit more enticing right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. 
We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. BetMGM Sportsbook account holders will receive a bonus bet to use on any sport. Just log in to the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. After login, get a bonus bet to use on any sport. Be sure to follow BetMGM across all socials at BetMGM. All right, fellas, so not the greatest slate of games today. We got seven bowl games, and we'll get into your choice, what the the sexiest matchup is or what you're most looking forward to a little bit later. But I thought we would look more so throughout the week because we've got an onslaught of games throughout the entire week. And there are a couple I've got circled here. I'm looking at Louisville against USC. That's on Wednesday. No Caleb Williams as he opts out the USC quarterback. And then a little bit later on Friday, we've got Missouri against Ohio State. Two top 10 teams. No Kyle McCord who transferred to Syracuse, the former Ohio State quarterback. So I find both of those very interesting among other things. But if this is a regular season matchup, and the other team's quarterback is out, especially Caleb Williams, that would be earth-shattering news, you know what I mean? But just because it's a bowl game and you get a bunch of opt-outs and a bunch of transfers, and I don't think we look at it with the same impact, even though it is making the same impact. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, it, listen, bowl games, bowl season in college football has turned into the NBA's regular season. We're just – nobody likes load management – we're just used to it. 
You know, we just realized that it's a part of doing business now at the NBA level because the players union has too much power in the dynamic between the owners and the players. And look, this comes from somebody who advocates for players to have power in these dynamics because it's a short earning window. And typically when the the pendulum of power swings towards the player side, you see more of the workforce earning more money, which I think, and, and earning better benefits for life after sport. And all of those things I think is, is uh, are good things. However, what happens when players get too much power in any power dynamic is certain aspects of competitiveness get taken advantage of. Like, we, we don't get to see NBA superstars on night in, night out basis. You'll have people pay for expensive seats. And the whole reason is to go see Anthony Davis and LeBron James at Crypto.com Arena or Victor Wembenyama out there in, in San Antonio or the Greek freak in Milwaukee. And you'll you'll have guys take nights off just because they need a break after, because it's the second game of a back-to-back. Well, that's bowl season now. If you love your starting quarterback, don't turn on his bowl game. <laughs> you know, especially if he's an upperclassman, especially if he's got a little steam on his name and he can go into the transfer portal. So that holiday bowl that you're talking about, I'm getting ready to call that game. I'm doing the national radio oh, wow. call. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm excited for it down in San Diego at Petco Park. Such a cool venue. Yeah. Oh, it's a different vibe now, right? Totally different vibe. And the way they set up that ballpark for football is very, very cool. But Louisville is going to be without their star running back, Jawar Jordan and Jamari Thrash, both declared for the NFL draft. Of course, Thrash a receiver. I mean, it's not just Caleb Williams on the side of USC. I mean, they're going to be without Marshawn Lloyd. Yep. And they're t- who's their top running back and obviously their top receiver Brendan Rice yep. were responsible for 21 touchdowns this season for the Trojans. I mean, these these games that used to be so exciting and we used to circle the wagons and say this, hey, if if you're looking for some college football action in December, well, look no further than Team X facing Team Y and bowl game Z. We don't get that anymore because the stars do not align for these games any longer. Which opinion do you want here, guys? Do you want the betting analyst opinion or the college football fan opinion? Give us. I can give you both. Yeah, give us both. Which I want, one do you want the uh, Connor Stallions <laughs> uh, spectator in the twenty seventh row. Yeah, we, okay. we we need like the. Full oh, I got to come breakdown. up with a different opinion then. Yeah. Um, I had two opinions in my head. Now, now Brian's asking for a third. He's asking for the extra work this morning. No, okay. So the college football betting analyst opinion is these games offer a very unique opportunity because the lines swing violently, and when the lines swing violently, we have a chance to find that value that we're seeking right the because this might have moved too much and you and the lines move that's where betters love so from a betting perspective i don't mind this hubbub around the bowl games from a college football fan from a sports fan perspective we've 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 lost it we've we've completely gone off the deep end with these games the last couple of years it has been when you have group of five players at New Mexico State, at, you know, name the random school that's playing today. I mean, there are several of them with key players out. When you have group of five guys that are at the lowest level of Division I college football in the portal, 
we have a problem. It just it you're supposed to manage up where it's like the top guys get the privilege of opting out to the transfer portal because they're that good. When it's the whole college football landscape, like everybody, the backup on on you know Troy today, you know the entire Duke football team basically, and I know they're not group of five, but you get the point. Like that's where I think we have a bit of an issue, and I don't know what the answer is. I've said for years the bowl games are – I love them. I, I love everything about them. I love the flair. I love the culture with each city, with each venue, with each weird you know, nook and cranny, the mayo bowl, the potato bowl. Give me all of them. But we have to find a way to incentivize these kids to play. And I don't know what the answer is if it's changing the portal window so it's a couple weeks later, if it's giving them just money to play, like straight cash. Here, come play. But we've reached a point now where it's just – Good luck finding a roster with half of these games, and and it's tough. I mean, you watch the Syracuse game the other night. I mean, it's like goodness gracious, nobody wants to be out there. So, I I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how we fix it, but I think we got to try to fix it, right? Well, we don't need to fix Isaac Low Low and no, Definitely he needs not. <laughs> no fixing whatsoever. He is running in pristine fashion, and he's. Are you sure about that? Oh, I'm sure about that. Absolutely sure about that. Here's, he's here to let us know what we need to know uh, around the uh, sports landscape. What's going on, Ilo? Oh, this role never ceases to amaze, and I'm sure, sure you will agree with me in just moments. But first, we start with more conventional sports news, and that's Friday night's slate in the NBA. Seeing Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors score 30 points in just 27 minutes. He made eight three-pointers in their 129-118 to win over Washington. The Sacramento Kings defeated the Phoenix Suns 120-105. to Demontis Sabotis, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists for his fourth triple-double of the season. The Kings have won 6 of 8. The Suns just 14 and 14 this year. Joel Embiid, 31 points and 10 rebounds for his 13th consecutive 30-10 game as his Philadelphia 76ers toppled Toronto 121-111. to Denver, a 122-117 win at Brooklyn to improve to 20-10. and The Nets have lost five straight. The Miami Heat over the Atlanta Hawks, 122-113. Tyler Hero scored 30. Duncan Robinson scored 21 points in the fourth quarter alone. And Houston blew out Dallas, 122-96. But the Mavericks played without Luka Doncic because of a strained left quad. Finally, fellas, we have news from the world of fishing. Yes. A Florida fisherman caught a 50-pound tarpon and is now wanted by police for it. The reason is he caught it out of a tank at a Bass Pro Shop store. (laughs) Did he catch it or steal it? He walked in with a net, (laughs) reached into the tank with the net, and hauled out a 50-pound tarpon in Fort Myers, Florida. The Lee County Sheriff's Office sent out an alert that reads in part, and I'm not making any of this up, I quote, if you have information on the suspect, please drop us a line. (laughs) We're fishing for information. Oh, wow. And would love nothing more than to chum it up yeah. with the suspect Good unquote we'll be monitoring the story back to you guys thank you ilo it's fox sports radio's countdown to kickoff presented by bet mgm shortly after the show our podcast will be going up 
If you miss anything on today's show, be sure to check it out. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow, rate, and review it. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll see this show posted right after we get off the air. How about let's stick with Florida, right? We got the crazy fishing story. How about this? Uh, Florida (laughs) State. Florida State trying to sue the ACC and grease the skids to leave the conference scot-free where they wouldn't have to pay millions of dollars uh, to exit there. The thing I think is we heard this for so long is, oh, the, the ACC and the grant of rights. Yeah. They can't leave until like 2036. and It's, it's like we're already starting to see these contracts are just suggestions. They're already trying to sue the conference to just get away without paying anything, and they might be able to do that. So this is just the beginning of Florida State is leaving. Florida State is leaving and heading elsewhere. It's just a matter of do they owe money or do they not owe money? But this idea that, oh, they're locked in until like 2030-something. No, no, they're not. It's going to be sooner than later if they won out for real. Yeah, you could look at the what happened to Florida State, the undefeated Seminoles through the regular season and their conference championship game uh, being omitted from the college football playoff as the final straw. But really, I, I think um, – I think it goes back to the old saying, never let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, When you have a situation like that, where it has so much national attention and there's so many people pleading the case for Florida State, the Seminoles Athletic Department very intelligently and the university and the powers that be said, hey, this sucks, but as bad as this sucks, maybe it's an opportunity for us to get what we want which is to break this quote-unquote ironclad media rights deal uh, between the conference and the network and maybe get out of here without having to pay upwards of $570 million in exit fees. Maybe we could get that number way down because we're going to have some of the nation's uh, – uh, uh, um, you know, the, the, the pundits and the talking heads backing us in this situation. So let's strike while the iron's hot. That's what I think is the reason why this is all coming out right now. Yeah, and, and let's be clear. It is coming out right now. It's a hot-button topic, but we're going to be sitting on this for a while because oh, yeah. the ACC's got 20 days to respond to this lawsuit, and I'm reading because of the holidays, the league could ask for an extension of another month. So... Good luck figuring this out before the college football playoff. It won't get figured out before probably the end of the NFL playoffs, I would say. Maybe right in the, maybe around the Super Bowl, we'll hear back from the ACC about what they're going to do, or maybe right beforehand. And, and the other part of this that, I don't want to say it bothers me, but it just doesn't make sense from a logical standpoint. And I go back to an argument I have all the time with all of my Penn State groupies. I have a group chat of eight guys from Penn State and we all talk about you know things we usually talk about life and football and you know once or twice a year usually right around the time that Penn State plays Michigan and Ohio State everybody wants to fire James Franklin and <laughs> and, and and my response is eh, you know maybe 10-15 years ago before I did this job for a while I, I was a little more arr, 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 trolls at the gates fire James Franklin now I'm like well who are we hiring guys like 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 what's the next step like you guys want to get rid of a guy that's you know bringing in a top 10 recruiting class and I digress from that topic is my point being Florida State wants to leave the ACC where are they going right like you have to have 
another place, right? The grass is always greener on the other side. Where are you going? You want to the Big 12 to that disaster? And Texas and Oklahoma's about to leave, and what's happening there? You're going to go to the SEC? You're going to join the league that you're rivals with, and you're getting it? Maybe, but the SEC wants you. Does the Big Ten want you? Do you have an invitation from any of these places? So I understand the desire to act. Where are you going? Do you have an invitation from any of these leagues to join? So I don't know how this is going to play out, but I know I stand by on my on my hill that I will die on, that the conference landscape in college football is a complete waste. The conferences are a waste. The only reason they're there is nostalgia. I'd love to blow it up and just create like a Premier League where we can – promote and relegate teams from the college football playoff division and get rid of these stupid conferences forever. Well, real fast, it's it's not the ACC's fault that Florida State didn't make the college football playoff. I agree. Like, that's that's the thing where it might be a convenient argument to make and, hey, maybe they'll go for it. I don't know if that's what the Florida State powers that be are thinking, but it's because Jordan Travis got hurt. This has nothing to do with the ACC. You know, that's bad not luck. what it ultimately came down to. So right. it's just it's funny that they're like, well, I mean, goodness, we got left out. So we went out of the ACC. Makes sense, right? No, it makes no sense. But good luck to you. Good luck. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe you'll end up suing the conference and get what you want. But I, I, I'll tell you this. Some of these, con- some of these schools are going to find out the grass is not greener on the Agreed. other side. Where it's like, hey, let's go to the SEC. Okay, great. Let us know when you're relevant again, Texas. (laughs) You know, like, it's not going to work out for a lot of these teams. And we have a lot of history as far as that goes with other teams that hasn't worked out for. Hey, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Rich Orenberger is with us. Live in Sherman Oaks, California, otherwise known as Los Angeles. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, Jared Smith cooked up a winner last week mm-hmm. with the Marley yeah. platter. Will he That's run probably. it back? We'll see what he's thinking today. Is it college bowl game related? Is it NFL related? Is it a hybrid? Is there hoops involved? I don't know where he's going to go. We'll find out. It's Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. It is Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Earn a $100 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to Invite a Friend. And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $100 bonus. BetMGM is offering some of the best odds in the market on touchdown props this season. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, the king of parlays. All right, let's do this. Check this out. Parlay platter. Yes. Jared Smith cooked up a winner last week. If we review, he had the over in the Denver-Detroit game. Detroit almost did it by themselves. Yeah. Lions scored 42. He had a Sam Laporta anytime touchdown. Old Sammy had three of them. He had extra credit over there. And also Laporta (laughs) over 50 receiving (laughs) yards. He got to 56. So that is a winner. From Jared Smith, nicely done. Are you planning to run it back here, Jared, this morning? Yeah, I think the NFL same-game parlays in terms of, you know, putting it all into a nice, neat little package, right? It's Christmas time. You wrap it up with a bow. It's one game. You're in and out, and you hopefully unwrap it, and it's not a lump of coal. Uh, So let's get started because we'll go Bills Chargers tonight. It's the late game tonight in the NFL, 
and let's just try to script it out, right? Let's put the Quentin Tarantino hat on. Let's try to script this sucker out. So the Bills are coming off of, I would say, their best win of the year, uh, an absolute devastation of the Cowboys, and the Chargers are coming off of, I don't know, even know how to describe what I what I watched last Thursday night at Allegiant Stadium. It was a train wreck, a car accident, uh, a nuclear explosion all taking place at the same time, and Brandon Staley, see you later. So I, I think it's going to be a little more buttoned up this week. My guess is we see the Chargers defense, which is going to be completely renovated with the play calls and, you know, the Brandon Staley called all the signals and it's going to be a, a kind of group collective effort this week. The outside linebacker coach got promoted to the interim and the defensive coordinator now is going to be taking over. So I think you're going to see a more spirited effort from Buffalo's defense or from the Chargers defense and from Buffalo. I could see them just kind of coming in and coasting on offense in this game. So we'll go under 44 and a half first leg of the parlay. And then we'll go Josh Allen under 34 and a half rushing yards. Again, not an important game. So why are you going to use Josh Allen's legs as a big part of the game plan here? And then we'll take Austin Eckler and we'll kind of split him up. We'll do what he normally does, which is catch passes over 24 and a half passing yards. He's gone over this number in three of the last four. And then under 54 and a half rushing yards because Eckler's not a big runner anyways, and you think game script, Bills are going to be ahead, Chargers are going to be behind, that'll take the running game out of it. This is a pretty good nugget here, guys. Six to one on the under 44 and a half Bills Chargers, under 34 and a half Josh Allen rush yards, under 54 and a half Austin Eckler rush yards, over 24 and a half Austin Eckler receiving yards. Not bad. Six to one payout there on the same game parlay. What do we think? Ooh, I like it. I'll tell you what, the only problem that I could see running running a running a Run, ride with this parlay. Running a muck. I like running a muck. Running a muck with your parlay is is the way that Khalil Mack and this Chargers defense have gotten after certain quarterbacks. And that rushing total may jump up a little bit higher on scrambles. But outside of that, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I still think that number will settle under the mark. So I love it. I I think 6-1 is some nice odds, too. That's true. It is a nice payout. And I'm hoping maybe if maybe Josh Allen's over that number in the end, maybe some knees, the final drive. As they take oh, their knees and end I that like game. that. You tricky, tricky. You never know. Oh, my gosh. I've lost yeah. bets on that before on yeah. over rush yards. Uh, it's the worst when you lose it. It's the sweetest when you win it that way. <laughs> Brian, no. It's like you're preaching to the choir. That's why you take the unders, Brian. Oh, it's so dirty. It's so dirty. And it's like college... It doesn't count against the rushing total of the quarterback That's when right. they take a Correct. Knee, but all the sack yardage does, so <laughs> something's going to catch you. <laughs> all right, coming up next, a team that is coming on like gangbusters. That's on the way. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Week 16 of the NFL, college football, bowl games galore. It's a good time to be alive and to be a fan of ball. We are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So the nightcap in the NFL. The Bills at the Chargers. Bills favored by 12 and a half on the road. Against the reeling Chargers, no Justin Herbert, no Keenan Allen, no Joey Bosa, you know, all that stuff. And meanwhile, Buffalo coming on like gangbusters here, guys. <laughs> now, they've won two in a row. They're eight and six on the season. And they are the trendiest team, I think, in the NFL right now. 
where it's like, look out for Buffalo. Here they come. Cowherd this week said they're going to win the Super Bowl. Right? They're getting there out of the AFC. And I don't know what you guys think, but it was a great performance last week against the Cowboys. They smacked them around. But is a two-game winning streak and an 8-6 and six record enough for you to say, oh, here they come. Here comes Buffalo. I am not there at all. I've been there for a while, and you guys know how I feel about Josh Allen. Um, I'm not a late adopter here. I believe that the Bills were a better team than they've been characterized as all season long. And I think that Josh Allen kind of unfairly has been left holding the bag for some of the other problems that the Bills have this season. Josh Allen isn't the problem. He's the solution to the problem. And if you you look at the wins, the past two weeks were really impressive. But look at some of the losses over the last five games. The OT yeah. loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, that was a nail-biter down to the wire. Yep. The loss to the Denver Broncos, who are a good football team, regardless of what happened last week. They are a well-coached team who are dangerous, who have a talented quarterback. And when you have a couple of those things aligned for you, that's a team that could beat anybody in the league, and the Broncos have proven that. And that was a near loss to the Denver Broncos. So they've gone three out of the last five. They beat the, the snot out of the Jets and then beat the Super Bowl champs from a year ago in the Chiefs. Um, lost by only two in OT to the other team in the Super Bowl during that five-game span and absolutely curb-stomped the Cowboys last week at home. And they're playing against a team in the Chargers who, look, The Chargers are in that spot, and I've been on teams, well, I should say really only one team in my entire life like this, where the season's over. Um, Nobody's playing for each other anymore there. Everybody's playing for their film, for their next opportunity, for end-of-the-year awards, um, Pro Bowl berths, or numbers that will help them hit incentives. Like, this is... The ship's going down, and the rats are fleeing for the upper decks. It's just this this is what it looks like when a regime changes and there's uncertainty in the future. You're, you're not going to see a composed Chargers football team go on go on and take the field at SoFi. This, this, this isn't going to be like an Antonio Pierce situation with the Las Vegas Raiders where there was still a sur- survivable situation for Las Vegas. Like, the season's over in L.A. Yeah, and so usually from a betting standpoint, you do get a bit of a dead cat bounce the week after the, the, the coach is firing. Um, for example, the Panthers actually covered the spread the week after Frank Wright got fired. Now, they didn't win the game. They did win later. Um, they've won a couple games, actually, since the firing. Um, but we've seen, you know, we've seen teams kind of that's why it's it's a finance term, dead cat bounce, like a stock's just getting absolutely pummeled. And then all of a sudden you see this this, you know, uptick randomly. And that's kind of what um, sometimes you can expect. Now, I'll give you the details of what the Chargers are going to be up against today. So, out, the outside linebacker coach, is it GIF or JIF, right? That's the running joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's spelled G-I-F-F. <laughs> we'll, go with, we'll go with JIF. JIF Smith takes over the interim head coaching duties. Um, John Timu is going to coach the defensive line because they also fired the defensive line coach. You've got the defensive quality control coach, Robert Muschamp. He's going to take on a bigger role with the outside linebackers because Jeff Smith's going to get moved to the interim head coach role. And then you've got the defensive coordinator, Derek Ansley, who has not called defensive plays all year because Brandon Staley's the guy. He now will call the defensive signals for the Chargers. So, again, a lot of 
movement. But sometimes when those things happen, you get a little bit of a bounce in productivity. Back to Rich's point and to Colin's point about the Bills. They've lost six games this year. They've all been by a single score. And you watch these games every single Sunday, guys. It's one play in either direction that tilts the game usually. They lost to the Jets week one in overtime. They lost to the Jaguars week five by five. They lost to the Patriots, which is looking like a bizarre loss now, on the road in week seven by four. And then again, the last, the recent string of losses, that Bengals game was tight on the road. Joe Burrow was still there. The Broncos game, I mean, you know, 12th guy on the field. Broncos, you know, missed the field goal, get the, uh, get the bonus there, uh, and they kicked the extra point there, and they kicked the, uh, the second one that wins, and then the Eagles one was in overtime too. So, again, six losses this year all by a whisker. One or two plays in either direction, and those games tilt the other way. And this is a very different narrative about this Buffalo team um, if they're, let's say, 10-4 and four instead of 8-6, and six, right? So this is – I could see it. I could see them making a run down the stretch. I could see that, you know, the Sean McDermott story kind of being a galvanizing moment for them. Um, but I would be surprised if we see their best stuff in this game today. This is a classic team where – we only look at one side of the coin where it's all these close losses. How about their close wins? Okay. They beat the Chiefs because Kadarius Tony couldn't line up correctly. Sure. Okay. They barely pulled that one out by three points. How about the win earlier this season against the Giants when Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback? Yeah. On Sunday night football. And what was it? Darren Waller got, you know hogtied on the final uh, throw into the end zone, right? It could have easily been pass interference, and who knows what happens there. The Giants at that time were a disaster, and the Bills barely won that game. Like, I know they're in a, a much better spot, and it's a long season, and I think there's more value in the NFL especially of who's playing hot right here, right now, yep. because that does matter a ton. But I think that if we're going to look at the close losses, we got to look at the close wins also. I agree. And when it's all said and done, this Bills team, they've had a couple of significant injuries defensively. And Josh Allen's thrown 14 interceptions. Think about this. He didn't throw it very much at all last week. He only had 15 passing attempts because James Cook and the running game were crushing the Cowboys. But that broke a string of an interception in nine straight games. He's second in interceptions this year. Only Sam Howell has thrown more picks than Josh Allen. So listen, Josh Allen, I'm with you, Rich. He's a, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. But these interceptions, they can come back to bite you. And that's where you lose close games. It's not just fluky stuff. The flukiest thing that happened this year led to a win when Kadarius Tony couldn't line up correctly. So they have a tendency of shooting themselves in the foot when it matters most. And sorry, three out of four wins is not enough for me to come on board. Look out for Buffalo. They're barely over 500. Yeah, have fun with them. I, I, uh, here, here's the reason why I disagree. I think that this narrative started game one of the season when Josh Allen against Aaron Rodgers absolutely laid an egg. And that was in a game that they should have won because Aaron Rodgers was injured within four plays. <laughs> and I think that narrative has followed them the rest of the season. I think everybody saw that opening game and there were so many eyeballs on that game. And they made the decision that, wow, you know what? This is who Josh Allen is. 
He's a big game choke artist. He's he's a guy who you're going to love his, intang- his intangibles, but he just makes those bonehead plays sometimes that can lose the Bills some games. And that is true. You got to take the, the bad with the good with Josh Allen. But there is so much good. Like, I understand that they have a lot of close wins, but this is close wins with certain teams are very different than close wins with others. Like I look at the close wins all season long with the Minnesota Vikings last year, and I would agree with your thought process if we were talking about that team with that quarterback a year ago, because they were kind of fraudulent. They were hiding some of their their issues in plain sight and they got found out real quick hosting the Giants in the postseason. They got their break speed off. But I don't look at the Bills like I look at the the Minnesota Vikings or other teams who are close win artists or, you know, or, or you know, look like they could be, you know, suspect to get picked off in the opening round of the postseason should the Bills make it. And I, I think they will because they're red hot right now. Um, because, I, I, I again, because they have an elite quarterback. And that tilts the, the balance in your favor. Like, Kirk Cousins with the Minnesota Vikings and all those close wins last year, there isn't a single thing about his game that's elite. I I look at Josh Allen and you look at the arm talent and the escapability and the improvisation and some of those moments in good games, big games for the the Bills where he saves the day. Yeah, you're going to have the interceptions, but also look at the touchdowns. Look at the touchdown to interception ratio. I mean, he's one of the best and most talented quarterbacks in this league, and we're holding that one stat against him. Guess what? If you throw the football a lot in the end zone, you're going to throw a lot to the other team too sometimes, and that's the case with Josh Allen. Yeah, the turnover-worthy plays are a little bit down this year, Um, and the big-time throws are also a little bit down. I think overall they've been just a bit of a different offense this season. Um I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think this is some kind of like wake up call, but I do think that they're playing the type of football. Like, let's be fair to what the preseason odds told us. These, this was the the Super Bowl favorite preseason. Like them just making the playoffs does not deserve this. You know, oh wow, like oh my goodness, watch out for bubble. They were the preseason favorite to win the Super Bowl. They should be in the playoffs. They should, frankly, have a better record, but they don't because of the mistakes that that Brian talked about. And I agree. I think one of those mistakes will eventually be their undoing. But if you were going to ask me if the playoffs started today, what is one team in the AFC that I wouldn't want to face? I would put Josh Allen and Buffalo on that list. Does that mean that they're going to run through the playoffs and make Super Bowl? No, I I think there's more disciplined, buttoned-up teams in the NFL this year. I think the Ravens and the Chiefs on the AFC side are still kind of those two teams that I would look for. But it is Josh Allen, and they're they're hot right now. They're going to make the playoffs because they face the Chargers and the Patriots over the next two weeks. They're going to win 10 games, and they're probably going to get a Dolphins team that has nothing to play for in the last week. And my guess is they're the first wildcard team in the AFC. Just my hunch. And then we'll see what happens on the road in the playoffs. We'll see if they can come together. Because I do think that the moment for them when it was all the turmoil around McDermott and the 9-11 story and they went on the road to Kansas City, and I know it wasn't easy, but they won the game. Sometimes you just have to see one go through the hoop when you're a team that's dealing with adversity and they were able to overcome it and they've played well. Maybe that's kind of the galvanizing moment for this team. We'll see. But... The next three weeks, we're not going to learn much. We won't learn much until the wild card weekend. I like how this uh, Josh Allen slash Bills thing has become Rich O V No. 
And we were just sparring. We were <laughs> I'm kind of in the middle. Jabs. Although I'm yeah, kind of right, on right, your right. side, Brian. I'm, I'm not buying. I'm not fully buying into yeah. this Bills thing. Well, it's, to be it's perfectly fun, fair, it's, uh, it's not the greatest timing when they're taking on the Chargers yeah. tonight. But <laughs> yeah. And the Patriots is, next week in a revenge yeah, game. We're looking at the season collectively where I think it's the opposite, Rich. When you go back to the game against the Jets, and you're right, that was a big disappointment and – that hurt Josh Allen's uh, rep and the way that you look at him, that was a perspective-shifting loss when you yeah. lose to an Aaron Rodgers-less Jets team. And the way the Jets pulled that out was ridiculous. But I think that Josh Allen right here, right now, he's getting more flowers than he deserves because of what he's done before this year. Because if you talk about the touchdowns to interceptions, just the, the differential, Josh Allen's plus 12. There are plenty of other quarterbacks that are better when it comes to that, that are not getting the flowers that Josh Allen is getting. Jordan Love is plus 14, Packers quarterback. Is he getting as much love? Jared Goff is plus 16. He's not getting as much love. Tua is plus 15. That's better. Not getting as much love. So forth and so on. You've got guys like Baker Mayfield plus 16. You've got Derek Carr in the same neighborhood plus 11. None of these guys are getting the flowers that Josh Allen is getting. And a lot of that has to do with we've seen him do this repeatedly in other seasons. But all this stuff about, oh, look out for this playmaker. And all, in my mind, it's tied more so to pre-2023 than just 2023. And don't get me wrong, he's still a very good quarterback. But these turnover-prone plays that he has, they can kill you. And it has before when it matters most. I think that the Bills have put Josh Allen in a situation this season at times where he's felt like he's needed to do more than he's yep. actually needed to do. And firing their offensive coordinator midseason yep. felt honestly a little bit like a knee-jerk reaction to some of the heat and the pressure that Sean McDermott was facing this season, and it felt like appeasement a little bit as opposed to the best football decision at the time. Um because continuity is important to a quarterback. Now, things have recovered well since that point, and I think the narrative has shifted back more in favor of the Bills. And I think the Bills remind me a lot of the Ravens in a lot of ways. They're a team that plays better with the lead. They're built like front runners. I think Josh Allen is more comfortable playing with the lead. But I actually trust Josh Allen more trailing than I do Lamar Jackson. You know, you mentioned mm. a lot of quarterbacks there, Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield and Tua Tungavailoa and, and you know, the others on that list who have a better touchdown to interception margin this year. However, would you trade a single one of them for Josh Allen? The answer is no. Josh Allen has elite intangibles that Tua Tungavailoa certainly doesn't have, Jared Goff certainly doesn't have, that Baker Mayfield certainly doesn't have, that Jared Goff definitely doesn't have. And in big moments, he has produced some amazing plays based on his intangibles. So I, I agree that Josh Allen is not the perfect quarterback. He's never going to be Tom Brady. He's never going to be you know Drew Brees when he's on a heater or Peyton Manning, the sheriff. But he has certain aspects to his game that I think get overlooked when the Bills overall are struggling because, like quarterbacks often do, he's given more blame when they're losing and he's given too much credit when they're winning at times as well. So 
I really look at it this way. If you're a quarterback on a good football team with intangible greatness like Josh Allen has, and I do think the Bills overall are a good enough team to make a deep run in the postseason, well, well, then you have my trust and my faith. And I saw this a month ago with the Bills. I, they just needed to put together some of those wins and to, to borrow the phrase that Jared used, to see the ball go through the hoop and build that confidence. And I think that win over the Chiefs is kind of what's propelling them into this home stretch kick. And that may last into the postseason. But how long does it last? That's true. Because that game took place on December 10th. The Super Bowl is not until February, I think, 12th, right? Goodness gracious. Like, <laughs> you, so because it's, it's kind of funny because, and Rich, I know you know this because this is, this is like a phrase that I love that I'm sure every winning cures a lot. It right? does. Like it, it, there could be a, a, a rotting carcass in the locker room. If you win the game, it doesn't smell as bad. It, it just, and I think it's going really well right now, and it will go really well for the next two weeks because they're going to be a double-digit favorite this week. They are, and they're going to be a double-digit favorite at home against the Patriots next week. And we won't get a sense for just how how much this team has really grown until probably week 18, but more than likely not until the second week of January. We're not even at New Year's yet. So can this Bills team sustain these good vibes for the next month? And it's kind of funny because there was a stench around this team after the postseason failure against Cincinnati, right? Everybody said, well, the defense, 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 and, and well, it's McDermott's defense, but it was Leslie Frazier that took the, the leave of absence after the Super Bowl. And everyone was like, wait a minute, this is a really good defense. Why is Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator last year, leaving? And then we read the story about McDermott this year, and we kind of figure it out that, you know, Leslie Frazier was the guy that got the push out the door for all the bad things that happened. This year, it was Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator. There's always this, you know, level of protection away from Sean McDermott, and McDermott took a lot of heat. Well, credit to the Bills. They rallied around that heat. They overcame that adversity. They beat the Chiefs. Can that carry you all the way to the Super Bowl again? That game took place on December 10th. Can everything go well for the next two months that this team is able to dodge all of these landmines that Brian's alluding to, the turnovers and Josh Allen's headspace and Sean McDermott's? It's a lot, and I think it might be too much to overcome, but right now they're in a really good position. It's but too we much. won't know anything for another month. It's too much. They're not going to do it. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, would, I would tend to agree with you, yeah. but you never know. It's the NFL. Hey, from live betting to player props, BetMGM has a variety of betting options at your fingertips. New users can sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer. That's up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com and use code COUNTDOWN. Sign up and deposit at least $10. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If that bet loses, that's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. We've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No, I have to speak fast because we're way late we got (laughs) Seamus McGee coming up next from bet MGM the sharps the squares who's got money on which team he'll let you know all that good stuff coming up it's Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff presented by bet MGM Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central crave adventure explore Asian action movies on Hayah 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points. That can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. They can also be converted to MGM rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms. And over 20 MGM resorts and customers will have the chance to win a big game Las Vegas experience. Prizes include a three-night stay during Super Bowl weekend at a select MGM property, along with other prizes like entry to the Bet MGM party and food and beverage credits. All right, let's do this. Follow the money. Real good money. Uh, we are following the money with our good friend Seamus McGee, team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. Seamus, uh, this bowl, <laughs> the schedule here, these seven games, holy hell. Do you see any value? Uh, not the sexiest matchups, but sometimes that uh, makes for some good value betting-wise. Hey, it's all uh Value's in the eye of the beholder, as they go. say. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you still think there's some value out there, personally, uh, the value is gone, I think, probably on a lot of these games about a week ago when you, you have all these transfers announcing and coaches leaving, like at JMU. So, uh, I mean, if you think there's still some value out there, half at it. You know, it's funny, Seamus, because I, I hear this all the time. Well, Vegas knows. Vegas knows. Um, you guys don't know anything compared to what really is taking place out there. Everyone thinks that, oh, well, you know, the lines move. This, it. You guys are just as keen to this as we are. You're, you're probably scrolling the Internet trying to figure out if these kids are playing or not. Like the, the, the stuff the other night with Frank Harris was just bizarre. And it, <laughs> it, it's just it, we, we get to this point in the year and you're in the same position as we are trying to figure out if these kids are playing or not. I liken booking bowl games to booking draft mm. because at nine times out of ten, it's all tra- the closing lines trade down information. The only difference is, you know, they go out there and play a football game for sixty minutes, and we have yeah. a shot where we maybe we can get lucky. You know, in a draft, you know, you get beat by the sharp action, and it's information pretty much dumb. Um, so it's, I mean, it's really hard to to stay ahead of these, uh, but that's why it just it's important to just you know profile your customers right. Make sure you you're you're taking bets from the guys who definitely know the most. Mm. 
I, I know I know we talk about sharp betters and and you know market movers and things like that a lot because obviously their influence matters and it can make it harder to handicap games not knowing what they know. But overall, like I'll give you an example. So I work on the weekends with Fox Sports Radio, but I host a local show in San Diego and we focus on the NFL so much so that there are times where we'll welcome on an injury specialist or a doctor who can speak about, you know, potential candidates to return from injury or how severe an injury is. And it gives NFL betters an edge. There's websites devoted to this. You could have memberships to get, you know, up-to-date injury news, like live and up to the second. I mean, has all this made it easier or more difficult to handicap games the flow of information for not only sports books but also the end user which is the betters i mean from from the bookie standpoint it, it you know it's still there can be 10,000 new websites of all different information that open up tomorrow and we still know who are the betters that are going to move the line yeah. and whatnot yeah um and as far as information goes it is you, you are right there is a million different angles you could take when betting literally any sport. You could be a guy who only bets off injury stuff. You could be a guy who maybe you got your own model that you think you have an, an edge on the, on the market. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, from a betting perspective, I mean, you just got to find what, uh, what, what you think gives you an edge. And then, I mean, you got you to track it. You got to back test it. I want to ask you nine questions at once, Seamus. I don't know which way to go, right? Because there's some sexy NFL matchups. But I'm just curious because we talk prop bets a lot on the show. Could you give us an idea at BetMGM what percentage of the money you typically bring in is prop bets? Right? Like if you compare it to sides and totals, like you bet on this team, you bet on this over, under, whatever. How much of what you bring in typically has to do with just props solely? I think it depends on the sport you're talking about. Like when uh, it comes to college sports, like obviously for a while, like we didn't have a lot of props this year for football and basketball where you have more player offerings and you have more uh, props that we offer. But it's still around like 80% on like the spread money line in total for college sports. For NFL, NFL is probably uh, a little bit further down. I'd say probably between like 65 and 70%. Because of the, at the end of the day, everyone's throwing in spreads and money lines and totals into parlays, teasers, what have you. But, uh, I mean, I, I, the the more sports betting expands, the more you're going to see just, you know, heavy play on props. I think player props, yeah, you're already seeing kind of like a, a big boom right now. Yeah, the difference is too. You guys have much, you know, smaller limits on the props than you do on the spreads and the totals. I'm assuming, and yeah. that allows, um, you know, the big groups to come in and bet the spreads and totals, where it is a little bit more recreational on on the props, and that probably decreases the handle a little bit. All right, let's get into the games today. I mean, I guess the NFL is kind of the soup du jour now that we'll have Saturday games. I think for the rest of the year until Week 18. Um, but it looks like Cincinnati, right? The value's kind of all been extracted from the Bengals. I'm assuming you're having trouble writing Pittsburgh money today, but maybe now that the line's at three, maybe a little more buyback on the Steelers at home. Yeah, trouble's an understatement. It's one-way traffic. <laughs> on, it's one-way traffic on the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, we're going to need the Steelers, preferably outright. I mean, mm. I, you have a lot of people who bought a half point, a full point down, too, on the Bengals as well. Wow. So, uh I think Steelers, Steelers making this a, a very close game is, is going to be our need here. Mm. 
When I look at this Chargers spread, obviously they're dogged at home by 12 points. How difficult is it to gauge motivation when you're a sports book and even put a line on a game like this? Because, I mean, the Chargers have close to nothing to play for individually, obviously, always in the NFL. There's a lot to play for. All these players are putting out film. The Bills have so much more to play for. How difficult it is to spot the line to start to open at when you have a week like this in the NFL. Yeah, I think we opened something at like 11 and a, we opened 13 and a half actually. It came down wow. to 12 and a half. I think it's I mean, you play in the NFL, you know, like these guys, I mean, they're not going to go out there and just roll over. Some of these guys are playing for their job next yep. year and uh, you know, their career so um it's hard to just bank on their they're just going to roll over, but I mean, every everybody knows the motivation for the Bills. Uh they have to win. So everyone's just lining up uh, the teasers, you name it. It's uh, it's all Bill's money. Um, so, we'll, we'll, God willing, Houston stick. Uh, Christmas miracle for us. I was there last Thursday. <laughs> Seamus, it wasn't pretty, but it was a stick shift, manual transmission with yeah, that offense. I couldn't, I couldn't fathom that game. That was oh, incredible. Goodness gracious! <laughs> yeah, what, what did uh, we watch? <laughs> before you go, Seamus, we got to know the Seamus special. Oh right? yeah, how do we get rich this weekend, today, Sunday? What do you have circled? The football today. If I'm being blunt, thanks. These games are <laughs> bad. So we're going to the we're going to the court. We're going to basketball. Okay, we have a great game today. With Arizona playing FAU in Vegas today, yeah. I'm going to lay six and a half points with Arizona. I think this team is really, really good. I think they come out and make another statement today. I like it. Okay. All right. Well, Seamus, thanks for the time, man. As always, have a good weekend. Uh, happy holidays to you, too, man. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas, bub. There he is, Seamus McGee, team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. You go from heavy hitter to heavy hitter, huh? Seamus to Ilo. What's the movie? Is it The Untouchables, where they have all those A-listers? That's what I feel like this section of the show is. It's The Untouchables. Ilo with the latest. What's going on, man? As they said in The Untouchables, that's the Chicago way. (laughs) That's the Fox Sports Radio way. We start, indeed, in the NBA, where on Friday night, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Washington Wizards 129-118. to Steph Curry, 30 points in just 27 minutes. He made eight three-pointers. Sacramento over Phoenix, 120-105. to Domantas Simonis, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists for his fourth triple-double of the season. And the Philadelphia 76ers toppled Toronto, 121-111. to Joel Embiid, 31 points and 10 rebounds for his 13th consecutive 30-10 game. We have some fresh NBA news because literally just a few minutes ago, LeBron James tweeted the following, quote, why do players have to be retired before going into the Hall of Fame? Coaches get in while still coaching, rightfully so, wondering what's the difference, though, unquote. Well, not surprisingly, People out there have some thoughts in the comments section. <laughs> you don't say. At LeBron Kytus. LeBron Kytus. That's a clever username. Can't wait until you're the first NBA player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame while still playing in the league. Another great achievement in your pocket, just like the rest of your great achievements. 
Others, however, not feeling it. Galen commenting, Brun needs some more accolades after the Mickey Mouse and in-season title. Doug feels the same way, posting, I still think you're still about one bubble trophy and two in-season banners away, unquote. And finally, fellas, in the NFL, this next item just proves that sometimes social media just might not be worth the trouble. There's just too many minefields out there. So the Cleveland Browns on social media innocently posted a very cute drawing of their players in cartoon form wearing Cleveland Browns pajamas around a Christmas tree and a roaring fire in the fireplace with presents, the whole nine yards, the whole holiday cozy theme. But fans quickly noticed that the Browns player who was depicted closest to the fireplace in the drawing was tight end David Njoku, who earlier this season suffered burns to his face and arms while trying to light a backyard fire pit. Njoku himself, a good sport about all this, commenting, y'all did not have to put me by the fire, though. Uh. Back to you guys. (laughs) Thank you, Ilo. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. For example, if you're in the DMV area, no need to worry about making separate accounts for D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. When crossing state borders, simply just log into your existing account instead of creating a new one. Man, David Njoku has come on, come on big time yeah. the last couple of weeks. He's had a couple of really, really good games. And he's funny. He talked about, gosh, what was it, the Bears game last week where the Hail Mary. Very funny. The Bears almost caught the ball and won the game, and he said he ne- nearly, uh, you know, Soiled Did himself, I guess pants, we could yeah. say, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was, he's funny, man. He's got a good sense of humor. I, uh, yeah, I mean, and talk about what a season for him from yeah. the standpoint of being one of, if not the best receiving option. How many quarterbacks have thrown footballs to him this oh season? Is it yeah. is it four? Is it five? Four. Uh, yes, yeah. at least four. It's four. Uh, DTR and Flacco and Deshaun Watson. I mean, uh, PJ Walker. The, yep, yep, there's the fourth. It's been absolutely absurd for the Cleveland Browns, and he's been a constant through it all. So not only a great personality, but a really great player when you think about the uh, the obstacles to have any sort of success this season. And the Browns are, I mean, let's be honest, guys. They play the Texans this week without C.J. Stroud. They face the Jets next week without any semblance of anything really and then they finish with the Bengals um that game could be win or go home in the AFC wild card the way that it's shaken out so uh this Brown season has been I mean Kevin Stefanski deserves all the flowers it's interesting that same division Bengals and the Browns yeah where they both lose their quarterbacks and a lot of people thought well no Burrow they're cooked yep no Deshaun Watson it's over and both teams are in the playoff picture so they've, they've done a really good job losing their, their top guy. That's going to be a big game week 18. I just realized that looking at the Browns' schedule. I mean, the way that it's shaping out for both Huge. teams. I mean, that's going to be a massive. I mean, that rivalry too. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've got Rich Orenberger, Penn State All-American, NFL veteran, live in L.A. today. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian Nell. Coming up next, we look at the prop bet market. Would you be interested if I told you this guy, he actually quadrupled his yardage in the first matchup this season? Huh? He's in action today against the same team. 
could be begging for you to take the over in this one. We'll see if I can talk you into it right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Be sure to check out the new look and features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love. Whether it's teasers, live betting, the Daily Lions boost, or the cash-out feature, New users can sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer. That's up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Just download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com and use code COUNTDOWN. Sign up and deposit at least $10, place your first wager, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that bet loses. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. All right, let's do this. Prop it up. Let's go play. Player plays. Ah, so many possibilities this weekend. Good Lord. Jared, we'll start with you. What do you like? Well, I know we don't love the college card today, but I have an angle here to present to you, fine folk, to see if you'll uh, come with me on this prop. Um, And it's in the Hawaii Bowl later tonight. I'm wearing the Rainbow Warrior shirt tonight. I'm very excited for this game. It's San Jose State, Coastal Carolina. And I think Shevin Cordero's passing yards, passing touchdowns, anything passing related is a good look to the over. Why? Well, there's just a lot of good vibes for the San Jose State team on the islands. Of course, Shevin used to play at Hawaii. You've got the, uh, the the coach, Brennan, is the cousin of the former or the late uh, former Hawaii quarterback, Colt Brennan, and it's Shevin's last game. So I just think there's going to be a lot of positive things for the San Jose State team. You might hear about them a little later in the show. We're going to go over on Cordero's passing yards prop in this game. I think he's going to go out in style on the islands tonight. I love uh, college football props during bowl weeks because yeah. you can you can really get an edge there. But I take us to the NFL for mine, mm. focusing on this Saturday night tilt between the Bills and the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. James Cook, 24 and a half receiving yards. I think there are going to be times where Josh Allen's under duress and the screen game may need to come into play. So I'm taking the over on the 24 and a half receiving yards there out of the Bills backfield. Staying with the Bills. I think they're going to feed the need. There's a need to get Diggs more touches. So six and a half receptions on the game. I think if they're going to throw the football at all in this game, they're going to focus on getting it into his hands a lot. So Stefan Diggs, I'm taking the over on the six and a half receptions. And <laughs> Dicker the kicker. Yes. Cameron Dicker. He's got uh, he's got a number placed in, on, in terms of kicking points at five and a half. I like the over there as well. I think the Chargers will stall out in the fringe if they get to the Bills' side of the field and you can feast on the kicking game, scoring the majority of the points in this one for L.A. How great was that promo this week? Oh, oh my so gosh. Good. So funny. Looking for Pro Bowl votes, <laughs> and it was a Better Call Saul theme. So it was good. so well done. By the way, quick story. Uh, for you especially, Jared, you mentioned the late, great Colt Brennan, yeah. former Hawaii quarterback. So I was in Fresno doing radio years ago. Hawaii beat Fresno State. I interviewed Colt in the parking lot after the game. It's like he was tailgating with a bunch of his friends. Oh, wow. Yeah. I interviewed him, and he's like, where are you going? Hang out with us, man. Like, Seems like a good guy. He was man, a lot of that's, fun. It's man. a good story, and, and the coach was wearing the jersey to the press conference this week. I like San Jose State later tonight, too. I'm feeling the Aloha vibes. I'm looking at the uh, Steelers Bengals matchup today. And I've got my eye on Muth. <laughs> it's our guy. The tight end Pat Fryer Muth. Now, here's the thing the Bengals are awful 
covering tight ends. One of the worst teams in the league. And Muth hit him up for nine catches for a buck 20 wow. in the first matchup. His receiving prop is 25 and a half as far as receiving yardage goes. And I know Mason Rudolph is in there today, and it was Kenny Pickett in the previous matchup. But what do you think Mason Rudolph is going to do when he's throwing the ball? He's going to look for old reliable. He's going to look for Muth. He's going to look over the middle. <laughs> he's going to look for favorable matchups. And if the Bengals stink at covering tight ends, wouldn't you throw it to your tight end? I like so I've that. got Muth going over 25 and a half today. I do like that. And again, it, Mason's been there a while. And so is Pat. Like those guys have been through it. I want to say when when Mason made when his first stint as the starter in Pittsburgh, Pat was still there. I, I might be off by a year or two, but those guys have been in the ringer for a while with that Steelers franchise. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. I believe if he's not the most tenured, he's one of yeah. certainly the most tenured Pittsburgh. Twenty one was his last start. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a while. I mean, that's two years in the NFL. That's that's a long time in the NFL. A lot of interesting prop potential bets in that Bengals-Steelers game. It's not going to be like wide open offense, but some of these numbers are so grossly low where you're like, no no Jamar Chase, maybe Trent Irwin gets there. All right, coming up next, the biggest matchup of the weekend. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Week 16 in the NFL. little doubleheader today. How about the Peacock exclusive game? Right. Oh, which is the Bills and Chargers, me. huh? I got to nice. sign up for Peacock tonight. Yeah, fired up for that. Yeah, I call everyone's it going to be paying five bucks for that one. <laughs> it's like it's a crock. I call it P-crock. P-crock. It, it's like during uh, football season, usually right when football season starts, I always have to sign up for a trial to some service to get the Pac-12 network. Mm. <laughs> and by the way, all these things work. Like for me, I'm I am their target uh, demographic in terms of the guy who will sign up for Peacock for this game because I will. Mm. Yep. And then the guy who will inevitably never cancel this subscription. Nope. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'll just get baked into the monthlies. <laughs> yep. And I'll look at. Uh, eventually, I'm sure years from now, decade from now, when I'm looking at, you know, whatever these prices, subscriptions go up to, I'm looking at something like $800 in streaming services, and I'm just like, all right, we need to start trimming these down. Peacock actually may make the final list of cuts. We'll find out. But it's going to be eight years or more from this point moving forward for Rich Hornberger. Well, hey, you don't need Peacock for <laughs> Christmas Day. You don't Thank need goodness. it for the nightcap. And this is the game of the week. It is Ravens 49ers, a couple yeah. of 11 and 3 teams. First off, how do you feel for the NBA? Adam Silver is like, <laughs> really? This used to be our day, man. Yeah, we no owned more. Christmas Day. Not anymore. And the nightcap is a juicy matchup, to say the least. I mean, listen, the Niners, the first thing I think about is their rush defense. They gave up. 234 rushing yards against the Cardinals last week. Yeah. They had Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead. They were banged up. They're still banged up. So the question is, can the Niners' defensive front, can they slow down the Ravens' running game? Because that's where the Ravens specialize. And no Keaton Mitchell, who is a really good 
a change of pace running back for the Ravens, gave him some juice. He's not in there. And so I want to see, can Gus Edwards and Lamar and that running game, can they get the better of the Niners? Because if the Ravens win that matchup, all of a sudden they've got a puncher's chance to win this thing or at least keep it a fourth-quarter game late. You you know what's crazy about this matchup is I start looking at rosters and comparing position groups and start legislating where I give the biggest edge – And obviously, in many facets, I give that to the 49ers. Overall, however, at quarterback, I give the Ravens the edge. Except in one very important and and frankly quantitative value. You can measure this. When playing from behind, I think I trust Brock Purdy more than I trust Lamar Jackson. I, I don't How often have you seen that though? Well, and that's the problem. You haven't seen yeah. it a, you haven't seen it a ton, but I I trust the composure of Brock Purdy more than that of Lamar Jackson. I think he is a great front runner player. But I think when we're talking about arm talent, when we're talking about picking spots for important throws, when we're talking about pushing the ball down the field, deep deep uh deep passing thrower, you know, uh, air yards, things like that down the sideline when it counts. I trust Brock Purdy in that very important intangible quality than I do Lamar Jackson. He's just not and never has been a great deep ball thrower. He's not a great come-from-behind artist. And the Baltimore Ravens obviously have built a, a great team around him, and he has not been in that situation a lot, to your point, Brian. But um, that is the one place that I give the 49ers – uh, an edge in terms of the quarterback conversation. So if they roar out to an early lead, I think it's a long, hard day for the Ravens. The follow-up I have is, do you trust Brock Purdy or do you trust Kyle Shanahan? Like, I, I think it's more Shanahan's mind through the body of Brock, who has been, like, if you were going to look up in the dictionary sports cliche game manager, like Brock Purdy is like the elite game manager because he is a perfect fit for and and I don't use that in a derogatory sense. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I use it in a complimentary sense. I, I think the best quarterbacks in today's NFL, you obviously have the elites, right? The Mahomes types, and those guys are in a category by themselves. But let's be honest, there's one of them, maybe, you know, one and a half if you want to include some of the other great quarterbacks like the Josh Allen's and the Joe Burrows. I put them maybe in that tier as well. But for the most part, 85, 90% of the quarterbacks in the NFL are kind of hovering in that mediocrity range or right below. And it's the coaching staff, the scheme, the execution, the offensive line. All of those things have to be executed to perfection in order for the offense to be operating at peak capacity. I think the Niners do that the best, where Brock is obviously making the decision. He's making the throws and you give him a lot of credit. He's got all the the stats and he deserves to be the MVP right now based on the, the way the season is trending. But a lot of the credit is that roster, the makeup, the scheme, and the talent around him. So it, it, it will be a very fascinating game. I, I think based off of the number, we're starting to leak towards San Francisco. I'm starting to hear some very sharp, uh, smart opinions more in the Niners corner here. And I, I, I understand why. I, I bet the over in this game early in the week at 46 and a half, it, it's 47 now, you could still bet that to the over. I, I just think both of these offenses, frankly, are going to be on display. I really like what I've seen lately from Lamar Jackson. He looks like a wizard out there. Like he is, he is like Magellan. Like he just, you can't find him. You don't know where he is in the pocket. You have the Jaguars that were going through a loop last week trying to figure out how to tackle this guy. 
And on the other side, you have this perfectly executed, well-oiled machine. So both offenses, I think, have their their way of moving it. And, and my guess is we do see a lot of fireworks in this game. Um, it's interesting because it could go that way, Jared. The thing I keep going back to is you look at these defenses, the Ravens, they've held teams to an NFL best 16.1 points per game. And the Niners are second best. They hold opponents to 16.7 points per game. So uh, the total really stands out to me also at 47 right now, like you said, Jared. I'm just curious. It could go the way you're saying where you look at Lamar and last week against Jacksonville. They're showing him by time. He's buying like eight or ten seconds. It's insane. Can't cover (laughs) that long. You cannot do that. You can't cover like that. But I'm just curious against these two defenses that have done a great, great job limiting points. Are we going to see not a slugfest? This isn't going to be like an old school 13-10 game when it was like Joe Montana and Phil Simms and it's Niners Giants. or You know what I mean? But it's not going to be like that. But could it be lower than 47? I could see that happening. Uh, The thing I want to mention is when you look at quarterbacks, right? Lamar and Brock Purdy and... It's something that you said, Jared, where game manager, it's often said like Cam Newton just said it. It's meant as a diss. And a lot of times it is a compliment where I think we get hung up on these intangibles sometimes where there's nothing wrong. Josh Allen has great intangibles. Rich, you said this earlier, elite intangibles. But sometimes he's turnover prone. Sometimes he'll make a big mistake in a key moment. And if you look at a guy like Brock Purdy, there's often times where you look at it and say, well, he doesn't have the elite intangibles. Well, that's true, but he might not commit the big error in the big moment because he leans more toward the game manager side. The whole point is sometimes the game manager side, depending on the matchup and de- depending on the situation, that's better. <laughs> that's yep. better than the elite intangibles, which sometimes can end up screwing you at the end of the day. Yeah, I I have a, a decidedly San Francisco lean in this game. I I think that I think the 49ers, for a lot of reasons that you just explained right there, I I just think they're a better built team in a lot of different ways, and and it focuses around Kyle Shanahan first, to your point earlier, Jared, but also. Brock Purdy is a special quarterback. I don't care what anybody says about scheme fit and, you know, with a different situation, how he would look, because that's how Tom Brady's career began. Even when he was winning Super Bowls early in his career, he was still labeled as a game manager. Well, you're labeled as a game manager up until a point, and then people can't say that anymore. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, no, there is an intangible quality here that's different from the rest of the league And maybe it's clutch factor. Maybe it's the fact that you show up every single day, every single game, every single play, and you are a difference maker because you're not, to your point, Brian, going to put your team in a situation where you're the problem. You will refuse to be the problem. You will only be the solution. So you look at Drew Brees, great decision maker, very accurate passer, but the biggest, most important part of his game was he was so careful with the football, and Sean Payton and him, they they really thrived off of that because they had such good defenses alongside a very 
uh, efficient offense. Same thing in New England with Tom Brady and the Patriots for a 20-year run. Great defenses, efficient offense, and then at times you had game-breakers like Randy Moss come around, and for two years you could dominate the league in certain statistical qualities. Well, that's what's happening with the San Francisco 49ers. Not good. Great defense. Really stout pass rush. You have all the things that you need to make a deep postseason run. And then on top of it, one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league who appears to have ice water in his veins when the mat- when the moments matter the most. So I agree with you. Lamar Jackson intangibly impresses me maybe more than any other quarterback in the league right now. However, Brock Purdy's composure and the catchable, or I should say the catchability of those deep passes when they need to lean on him to make a play is part of the secret sauce that makes the 49ers go. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a different um, different offense this week, or at least a different vibe to this offense than what we saw last week with the Ravens. Last week, I mean, they were very fortunate. The Jaguars, I think, had four drives yeah, inside yeah. the 40 that resulted in zero points. And Baltimore was able to just kind of run it left, right, and center. And then Lamar Jackson was making, you know, improvisation plays. And that was enough. I don't think that's going to be enough this week. They're going to have to show us their best stuff on offense. And I think this is the week where you pay Todd Munkin in the offseason to come be the offensive coordinator. Of course, we saw what he did at Georgia last year. And make no mistake about it, we think of the SEC as maybe this defensive. No. Georgia was an offensive team last year. They're an offensive team this year. And it was in large part because of Todd Munkin's ability to just craft a, a plan. I, I think getting Lamar Jackson, his receivers involved early in this game is going to be huge. You want to get Odell comfortable. I think Odell might have a really big game. This game was built for him. The, the, the Niners are where they are weakest defensively is in the secondary. And they've given up some explosive plays this year. You saw it last week against Arizona, and you've seen it multiple times to Cincinnati. A couple of the games they lost this year, Justin Jefferson kind of you know tore them up, or not Jefferson, I think it was Addison in that game against the uh, Vikings. But they've given up big plays. Like That's how you, you get Lamar comfortable early. You let him throw it deep. He can throw the deep ball, and he, they've got a couple weapons here with Flowers and, and Odell. And with Keaton Mitchell out, I, I think um, that changes the offense even more, where it's going to be more reliant um, on, the, on, on the passing game. So I think this is a you, – you, you let Lamar be the MVP. If he's the MVP of the league, you go into the Niners' den on Chris Christmas night and you show them why and I think this is going to be an aggressive offensive game plan early from Baltimore in this game it's a heavyweight fight man yeah it it really is and uh it's fun it's funny too because if you look at Lamar great stat where he's 19 and 1 in his career against NFC teams and I think if you're doing a whole boxing comparison I think that Lamar's style as a football player if you haven't seen it before you're just like, what, what just happened? Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be like getting into a ring with a really good fighter whose style is just so different. You're like, for the first two or three rounds, you're just like, I don't even know what's going on at this point. Um, so I think that can give Lamar and the Ravens an advantage, at least early in the game, until the, the Niners start to feel it out and get a, a sense for how things are going. The other thing, though, is if we're doing this whole boxing thing again, I think sometimes guys like Lamar, Josh Allen, they're ahead on points, but they're still looking for a knockout. You know what I mean? They're still trying to make the special play, and every now and then it's unnecessary. It's better to just, hey, man, 
Floyd Mayweather this thing on home, you know? Like, you're ahead on points. You don't need to look for a knockout and leave yourself a little bit more vulnerable. Just, just cruise on in and win this thing. You, you don't have to win just based on knockout. And So I want to see if Lamar can do that. Can he find the blend of being special, making the jaw-dropping plays, but not the big mistake that comes mm. back to bite him? Yeah. Because Brock Purdy, just stylistically, he's more like Floyd Mayweather. He's going to get up on points, and then yep. he's not going to do anything drastic or reckless. And a lot of times that's a winning formula. And and when you and when you pressure Brock, he stays in the pocket and he delivers bullets. Like the guy just finds the open receiver. I mean, you know, similarly about Lamar Jackson though, like you said, this is a title fight. This is gonna be such a fun matchup to watch. He's actually better when he's pressured and he's improvising and he's better against man coverage than he has against zone because typically you're pressured more in man coverage because he has an um, an incredible ability to move his feet and actually increase his ability to throw a catchable football when he's improvising. That that's that's a that says a lot about his talent. But but again, if you can hem him in, if you can keep him in the pocket, if you can find a way to limit the damage he does in the planned run game, and you really you try to make him beat you with your arm, especially playing from behind. That is has always been the rubric for success against the Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I, I love this fancy game. word. Fancy, I like that it. is a really <laughs> fancy word. I like that word. I, I like the game almost as much as I like that word. <laughs> Ravens probably are going to struggle to to stop the Niners' offense. I think I honestly I, I do think the over is the best bet in this game, but I think the Niners win. You want to lay it with San Fran? Probably going to be sweating it late. I don't think it's going to be like the Eagles game was. But I, I do think Baltimore's offense, like you're going to see their best stuff, the best plays, the best, like this is the showcase game for Lamar, for Todd Munkin, for Odell. Like the, to me, this is the Flowers game, I think, for this, uh, not Zay Flowers, but sure, why not? Uh, the Flowers game for this Ravens offense. <laughs> they were brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Rich Ornberger is with us. Penn State All-American NFL veteran. Blow torches, pork shoulder <laughs> in a good way, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Very, very tasty. Uh, I-, I could go for that. I had pork chops last night, actually. There you go, yeah. Oh, wow. You got to yeah, finish them with good. a flamethrower. I'll, I'll, I'll buy, buy one for Christmas. Oh, please do. <laughs> please do. I might burn the house down, but please do. We got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No, Coming up next... We go from the top two defenses to the top two offenses. Another really interesting matchup. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner. 
leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Once a day, play BetMGM's free-to-play 8-Bit Barry. For a chance to win daily prizes, play as Hall of Famer Barry Sanders and choose to spin, stiff arm, or juke your way to the end zone. To win prizes, if Barry scores a touchdown, you score a reward. All right, the question of the week in the NFL, just how many points are the Dolphins going to beat the Cowboys by? Oh. I I don't know. What do you guys, do you have double digits or a little bit closer? You know, seven, six, something like that. I I don't know. How how many do you think they're going to win by? The Miami Dolphins are such a good team against bad teams. (laughs) Yeah. But so are the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, that's right. like, what a fantastic matchup! I know, I know the the Forty uh, ers in Baltimore. I mean, the steam will only continue to grow over the holiday weekend, and they're the the last game played in Week Sixteen. So we're going to be, you know, jazzed for this Ravens Forty ers matchup the entire the entire weekend. But Dallas Miami is the best matchup because these are. This is the Spider-Man meme. That they're looking at each other and pointing, saying, who's who? Uh, because Dak Prescott, to me, is, I, I mean, a very good analog to who Tua Tungavailoa is, if not slightly more durable over the course of his career. They're very similar players. And frankly, the Dallas defense and the Miami defense, very similar in my mind. You know, very capable at times, very opportunistic at times, but can be absolutely swallowed up by better offenses. And then offensively, both these teams capable, piling up huge numbers. But the problem is against better teams or better defenses in bigger moments, they they sometimes fold up shops. So, I'm very curious how this one goes. I don't have a great feel from a, a betting standpoint what direction this lands. But but I will say from just a fan standpoint, if you love the NFL, this is the most intriguing game on the schedule, hands down. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think the number is telling me the spread is still undecided. I have not seen, and it could have changed this morning. I actually haven't checked the line on this game this morning. Um Let's check it right now. Point and a half. And it does, yeah, still one and a half. But I haven't seen any significant movement in either direction. But the total has seen some movement. We, 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 we have seen this total move down. And I think that makes sense, right? If you want to talk about this again, put on the Quentin Tarantino hat. Let's script this thing out. So Dallas is coming off of their worst performance of the year defensively. James Cook ran it all over this Dallas defense. And I'm sure they're reading all week long how they, A, can't stop the run, and B, can't win on the road. That's probably all they're reading this week, those two things. And usually when those things happen, and it's the Dallas Cowboys, so the message will always be amplified. 
I always expect a bounce back because the professionals, these things tend to bounce. You know, they, they, you're never as good as you look when you're on your best week. You're never as bad as you look on your worst week. So they tend to go back to level. So I, I think Dallas's defense will play better this week, especially against the run. On Miami's side, I know that two in the offense is great, but Brian, you can, you could correct me if I'm wrong. It, is this Miami team becoming a defensive team with Vic Fangio and Jalen Ramsey and all the, the great pieces they have on the defensive side of the ball? They shut out the Jets last week, and I know that's, you know, you could do that pretty easily these days. But I, I think Miami defensively is becoming a, an identity for this team. And that's why I think the total has gone down a tick here, because right now we're talking a lot about the offenses, rightfully so. But I think both of these defenses, uh, maybe on Miami's side, gets overlooked a little bit because of how explosive they are on offense. On Dallas's side, they're going to need that defense down the stretch to stop the run and to really put Dak in good positions because they're going to have to go on the road and win some playoff games based on the way these uh, standings might be playing out here. I Listen, it depends with uh, the Dolphins' defense. Sometimes, like last week, Pitching a shutout. It's the NFL. I know it's the Jets' offense, but pitching yeah. a shutout is really good in the NFL. But just a week prior, they're up by two touchdowns at home against Will Levis and the yeah. Titans, and they can't win. <laughs> they can't get a stop. DeAndre Hopkins lit them up, so they're just weird. They're Jekyll and Hyde. When they're on, they're, they're pretty good. When they're off, it's just like, what happened today? So they're not to be trusted, I think, is okay. uh, the way it goes. But to your point, Jared, when they're on, they're they're good. It's just you don't know when they're going to be on or not. And when I go back to the injury bug, look, man, this is what makes it a little bit trickier. The Dolphins have some injuries on their offensive line. A lot. But you look at the Cowboys. Zach Martin is nicked up. Tyron yeah. Smith is out. Yeah. And you have uh, Jonathan Hankins, their stud nose tackle. They needed him significantly last week against James Cook and the Bills. And they had no answers. So I hear you, Jared. They're going to be hearing all this throughout the week. The question is, do they have the guys to do something about it? And when you look at the Dolphins' running game, it's one of the best running games in football. And so if that's a like a balanced attack – and Tyreek is back, and you're able to run it with Mostert. I don't see the Cowboys defense doing a whole heck of a lot better in this one. I, I look at the – A, the Dallas Cowboys are just not a very good road team this season. And the Miami Dolphins, from the standpoint of playing at home, have a more of an advantage – uh, in in South Florida during the early portion of the season, where you know they, they it's super hot and humid, and I've been in those games and they are just slogs. But this is like this is like a nice place to play for teams visiting Florida at the end of the season. So may, maybe this is a better comp for the Cowboys to what they would experience at home. Um, then, then, for example, Buffalo a week ago. It, you know, it's second straight road test though, and the Dallas Cowboys have steeply underperformed on the road. I, I, I guess my lean would be Miami if I was forced to choose. But here's my problem with Miami: Tyree Kill coming back. The narrative sometimes the tail wags the dog, and mm. I, and I don't know how, and none of us will know exactly how Tyree Kill has looked at practice. Um, nursing this ankle injury. But you know there's going to be a push to help this guy break this record. And he needs to average 152 and a half, give or so, 
yards over his next three games in order to become the first player in NFL history to break the 2,000 receiving yards barrier. And Mike McDaniel, I believe there's a vanity there. I think he loves the experience of being considered an offensive genius. And if you have a record like that to your name, it's important. And and he makes history alongside Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill did that in his offense. Not in Andy Reid's offense, in his offense. Mm. So I think... I think even though this is a really important game, I think there are some distractions swirling around Miami that could affect mm. them. But like I said, if I were to lean based on how poor the Dallas Cowboys have played on the road this season, I, I would lean towards Miami defending their home turf. Under. I think under's the, the bet here, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, you, and you said it, Brian. Both offensive lines are banged up. Uh-huh. So we'll see who runs the ball. And... People love betting overs in these games. I mean, they just, they absolutely love it. They They're going to see yeah. Miami's, and it's, it's, I, I think now at this stage of the year, the unders become more valuable to me because it's just win, baby. It does not, style points in these games are meaningless. Win the game. Right. Now, anything can happen once the ball gets kicked off. Fluke turnover here, fumble six, fumble Ruski, interception. You know, we saw a Hail Mary. Intercepted for a touchdown earlier this season. I mean, anything can happen in these games. But if you want to ask me the vibe of this game, like the vibe of this game is, in my opinion, going to look completely different than the vibe in Niners-Ravens. I think the vibe in Niners-Ravens is we need to score because we've got an offense on both sides of the ball that are just explosive and dynamic. I think it's going to be a little tighter in this Dolphins-Cowboys game. I don't know if both of these quarterbacks are ready for the moment just yet. And I think both coordinators, both coaches know maybe Tua's not in this boat. I think McDaniel will let it rip. But I think the Dolphins are more of a running team than they are a passing team most days, at least when they're at their best. And for the Cowboys, man, if Dak just looks a little – Dak looks so bad last week on the road. Like, if, if, if they start out slow again – do they take the ball out of Dak's hands and rely on the running game a little more? Like I just I think the game between Dallas and Miami is going to be more of the phone booth game, whereas Baltimore San Francisco is going to be more of the spread it out game. Hmm. Well, you mentioned being ready. There's a guy who was born ready. Hmm. It's actually his nickname, Isaac Born Ready Lowenkron. I don't know if you guys know that or not. I low with the latest. Ah, uh, you've unearthed. My deep-seated secret, wow. my true middle name. Very impressive. <laughs> and kind of creepy, i got to be honest with you. No, I'm just kidding. We actually have some fresh NFL news for you guys this morning. The Chicago Tribune reporting that the Chicago Bears signing place kicker Cairo Santos to a four-year, $16 million extension through the 2027 campaign. We've got two games coming up later on this Saturday, leading off at 4.30 Eastern, the 8-6 and six Cincinnati Bengals. Visit the 7-7 seven and seven Pittsburgh Steelers. And then at 8 p.m. Eastern from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, it's the Los Angeles Chargers under now interim head coach Giff Smith hosting the 8-6 and six Buffalo Bills. And on a side note, on social media within the last hour, a Buffalo Bills fan has posted a preview of himself getting ready for the game. The fan posted a video of himself 
getting up, preparing his morning coffee, and mixing his morning morning coffee with a can of Labatt beer. So that's the kind of Buffalo Bills fan that is preparing for the game tonight against the Los Angeles Chargers. On Friday night in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Washington Wizards 129-118. to Steph Curry, 30 points in just 27 minutes. He made eight three-pointers. Sacramento over Phoenix, 120 to 105. Demonis Sabonis of the Kings, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists for his fourth triple-double of the season. We've got two college football bowl games kicking off at the top of the hour. Troy and Duke facing off in the Birmingham Bowl, while Northern Illinois will meet Arkansas State in the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. Fellas, all yours. Thank you, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Shortly after this show, our podcast will be going up. If you missed anything on today's show, be sure to check it out. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow, rate, and review it. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll see this show posted right after we get off the air. Uh, Before the picks in the final segment, guys, uh, final words? Doubleheader today, NFL action. Uh, you could go there or any of these bowl games if you got an angle on it. I, you know what? Seamus McGee mentioned it last hour. He can't find anyone to bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that scares me with a bang. Right? It's it's a little. uh, Yeah, that was that was. uh, Yeah, he was like, uh, we we really need the Chargers and we really need those Steelers uh, this weekend. And I'll tell you though, boy, when we talk about holding our nose to take (laughs) to take a side, yeah, good lord. I mean, I don't like. Well, here's the question. Yeah, which. Do you have to hold the nose more on? Is it the Steelers plus three? Good question. Or is it the Chargers plus the 12 Chargers. and a half? Right? Yeah, it's the Chargers. He's lost by 40 last week. Yeah, it has but to be. it's 12 and a half. I know, I know, I know. You're I know, right. I know, I know. Number matters. <laughs> but just think about the reasons why Brandon Staley was fired. Like, and, and then also what's transpired this week. Like, Brandon Staley got fired because this has been one of the NFL's poorest defenses over the past three seasons, and he was supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach. The only reason why the Chargers have stayed afloat over the years has been because of their offense and their offensive star power. They literally are out of offensive stars, and Austin Eckler is limping to the finish line this season. Uh, he looks hurt. He 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 looks. He doesn't look bad. He he just looks like he isn't right. So yeah. there is no juice in L.A. right now. Here's the question. Here we'll we'll, we'll finish it with this. Which quarterback would you write? like one start for all the marbles? Mm-hmm. Easton Stick or Mason Rudolph? Wow, yeah. Who do you want? Steelers stinks less. That's that's a, yeah. <laughs> the lesser of two evils. Yeah, it's uh, it would be Mason, Have but be Mason. because of the matchups, right? Yeah, like right. that 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 Bengals defense is not great at all. Uh, so no. when the, when they're Even bottom I love five, they're, they're bottom five in terms of giving up rushing yardage. You talk about helping out your. Your quarterback run the ball. Yeah, Steelers probably cover. I'm probably gonna. I'll probably wuss out at the last minute and take Steelers plus three because I'm sitting there with my Bengals minus two ticket. Well, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna lose my Troy minus six and a half bet in the in the early window here with these bowl games, uh-huh. and I'm gonna be like, you know what? I'm not having a good day, and I'll bet the Steelers plus three just to make sure. <laughs> you'll just you'll just middle it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they win by two.
<laughs> Isn't that the best? Well, yeah, it's got to be exactly two. It's right in the window. Went, that thread yeah. the needle. <laughs> it's the best. And you're thinking, how is it going to be two? No how shot. How can that even happen? And it, it'll happen in those glorious <laughs> days once every five years or so. A 12 right, got, to 10 finish. There you go. Lockett 12 to 10. Bengals, come yeah. on. There you go. We've got Rich Orenberger, Penn State All-American, Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, our plays, all of our picks. I might have a bonus pick today. Oh. I don't know. Ooh. I had a Texas A&M running back, Le'Veon Moss. Today's who, uh, the day? He missed the game, so I've got an extra pick to make in my back pocket. Bonus Might play. be today. I don't know. We'll see if uh, the mood strikes me. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Props to the crew, our trusted producer, Bo Benson. Technical producer, Chris Perfett on the updates. Isaac Lohenkron crushing it, as always. Top of the hour, up on game. LeVar Arrington, DJ Hushmanzada, Plaxico Burrist. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. We got a lot of picks to make. Let's do it. Rapid fire. Okay, Jared, we'll start with you. What are you thinking? Well, last week it was bad, guys. 0-2-1, not good this year, Uh, under 500, but still time. And I'm thinking the 3-0 week, so here we go. Northwestern plus 6.5, the Las Vegas Bowl. So Utah goes from back-to-back Rose Bowls to the Las Vegas Bowl. And they'll be playing in this game without their starting quarterback, Bryson Barnes, without their leading receiver, Devon Vele, another receiver, both starting safeties, and a starting defensive lineman. So I think Northwestern's the more motivated team. And how about the job that David Braun has done Taken from that Pat Fitzgerald disaster, the Northwestern win total was three. Yeah, they won seven games this year. Impressive stuff. I'll take Northwestern plus six and a half. I'll also take San Jose State laying eight. This number's coming down a little bit. Mele Kalikimaka in the Hawaii Bowl. I think the Aloha vibe for Shevin Cordero, former Hawaii quarterback, and you get the head coach who is the cousin of the former late, uh, the, the, the former Hawaii quarterback, Colt Brennan. So you just get some really good vibes for the Spartans. I'll take San Jose State minus eight. I love it. I love it. Look, I'm channeling Rich 3-0 from do it. three weeks ago. Uh, the <laughs> Bills, uh, they're going to beat the Chargers by a million points. Nobody's rolling over in L.A. However, almost all of their offensive stars are on the shelf. And the poor defense is the reason why Brandon Staley got fired. Give me the Bills minus 12. Also, I'm doubling up on the Monday nighter here, okay? The matchup between the Baltimore Ravens, the San Francisco 49ers will deliver fireworks. There'll be big plays, big risks taken. I like the over on the total, which sits at 47 and a half this morning. Also, I like the Niners taking an early lead and winning by a touchdown. San Francisco favored by five. I'll give those points. I like the home favorites here. Uh, okay. Um, I got four picks for you. Yes, oh! I knew you were doing it this week. Using my bonus pick Let's here. Let's go. So two picks in two different games to try to, you know, so you remember it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at the Steelers hosting the Bengals here. Give me Mooth. I'm going to double down on Friar Mooth. Over 25 and a half receiving yards. Bengals do a terrible job covering tight ends. I also like both Bengals running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. The Steelers have done a really poor job as of late 
A lot of injuries to their middle linebackers. They struggle covering running backs out of the backfield. I'll take Joe Mixon over 18 and a half receiving yards. I also like Chase Brown out of the backfield as well to catch it. So keep an eye on that. I'm going to go over to this Cowboys game against the Dolphins. Give me my fins minus a point and a half. They've heard all season long they can't beat anybody good. And now you get a matchup where the Cowboys are banged up in the trenches. You're at home. I think they get it done. And I'm going to look at their running back, Raheem Mostert. His longest rush prop is at 13 and a half. Give me the over there. No Jonathan Hankins. I think he rips off at least one big run. So I'll take uh, Raheem Mostert. Over 13 and a half longest rush. Oh, wow. What, what do you guys think of that first off? Uh, I like it. I, well, you're always the prop guy in the group. That's your. That's always been your vibe. I will so say I'm not this, surprised. Though. I'm catching up. I'm catching Last week, 3-0. and I'm propping up, boys. I, I'm rooting for Rich to Whew. come back in, in rapid fire and beat both of us, Brian. Throw these prop picks in your bets. I agree. Rich, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. There's no <laughs> rules with this, Rich. You <laughs> can really literally <laughs> use anything in rapid fire. Rich, been... I was 3-0 and last week. How many props do you have in rapid fire? None. <laughs> you know what? Scared money don't make no money. <laughs> All right, we it. saved the best for last. Let's do this. Hey, this is the best play of the day. It's a touchdown. Give it to me. All right, Jared, what is it, man? All right, guys, I have been uh, picking these bowl games since I was in middle school. Not betting on them, but I've done bowl pick them since like, I was like 13 years old. And there's one rule that I always have. No matter what, you never, you never fade a service academy team in a military bowl. That is rule number one of bowl betting. So we're obviously laying one and a half points with Air Force today in the Armed Forces Bowl. Um, I, James Madison's got a ton of opt-outs. I know some of the kids are playing. Their head coach is gone. Half the coaching staff is gone. And Air Force is getting their quarterback back, Larry A., who they went 8-0 with until he got hurt. So I just think Air Force, there's no way they lose this game today. All right. Good stuff. Uh, by the way, latest lines, Rich. Yeah, the Niners minus six. How you feel? How you yeah, feel? I mean, last great, but I did say that I believe they'll win by a touchdown. So give me, give the me the Niners, Niners the minus over. six. Yeah, I like and it. The over. Rich sticking to his guns, Ornberger. You know, <laughs> it's been a lively show. Enjoy the weekend. Merry Christmas out there, everybody. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.